I'm Arya Schwartz along with Rachel Galligan and welcome to the Windsider Show where it's all about the W. Today we are honored to have Phoenix Mercury guard averaging 16.1 points a game and 4 assists, Bria Hartley. show please consider joining our patreon community where you can read the wobble weekly by owen pence for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see the amazing written staff content on windsider.com today we are joined by bria hartley of the phoenix mercury bria thank you so much for joining us on the show i guess the first thing i want to ask is how's your foot feeling uh it's feeling better um it was just kind of, I guess it just kind of flared up a little bit, just kind of like that tendonitis, and it just kind of wasn't really getting better. So, uh, talking with the trainers, just felt to get like a couple days, extra days rest to kind of see how it feels. And then we just, we keep monitoring it, seeing how it feels. Some days it's really good, other days it could be a little sore, but uh, for the most part, it's pretty good, and I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. So there was a lot of talk coming into this season um, about how this year is so much different than other years. And, and there's a lot of validity to that. But training camp length was around the same time. I'm blanking on whether or not it was like a day or two longer or shorter. Or I know it wasn't shorter. Um, and players joining late isn't anything new to the W. So I'm not saying there aren't differences. But I guess for you, what's been the biggest challenge or difference this year compared to past years? Um. I mean, just kind of being in in the bubble, you're not really able to 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 go wherever you want. You don't kind of have that kind of feel like you don't have that mental escape kind of. You're just stuck in the bubble, and it's all basketball all the time. And then for me with my son, it was kind of just difficult, kind of figuring out who could help me um, in the bubble and managing that. Kind of when I was in New York, it's just it was pretty easy. I had a lot of family around, a lot of people willing to help um, that were there. So it's cool. But kind of coming into the bubble, it's like people got to change everything they're doing to kind of come help me. And it just wasn't, wasn't possible for me in a bubble. So I think for me, it's just managing having my son here, like by myself and then just having a uh, dear handy's mom helps me a little bit. So that's kind of my biggest, biggest thing I've been trying to balance while I've been here in the bubble. <laughs> Well, I definitely want to get into that, you know, different bubble specific questions and, and your son and, and how you're making that work and what that looks like. But first, before I get to that, I want to talk about just the last year, you know, the last six months for you. I mean, you know, looking at so far this season, you're playing great. You know, you you are playing with as much confidence as we've seen. Um, you know, you have a different role. You're with a new team. You've seen a ton of change that have transpired. Um but I just kind of want to talk at your numbers. I mean, talk us through what this whole tr- transition has been like and the confidence that you're playing with right now. Um, it's, it's been great, honestly. Uh, I wasn't really sure how, how I was going to kind of fit into the system to start, but um, I've been loving it so far. Sandy's uh, really encouraging. Um, she has a lot of confidence in me. I think when you have a coach that has a lot of confidence in you, that helps too. I mean, I think a lot of people will see, like, my numbers overseas, and uh, that's kind of the way I'm used to playing. I feel like a lot of times when I came to the WNBA, I kind of was 
a little more hesitant, um, kind of just trying to find what my role was. And a, a lot of the systems I was in is kind of always tell me, oh, well, you're not like a two-point guard. You're not really a two-shooting uh, two guard. So I, I feel like I was kind of dense, kind of knowing what position coaches wanted to play me at. And I think here in, uh, with Sandy, she just kind of is like, go out there, play, do what you do best, um, come off, be, be aggressive, uh, look to score. And um, that's just kind of what I did. And to, to start my shots, we're, we're falling for the most part. And uh, I'm starting pr uh, pretty well. And I'm just trying to go out there and stay aggressive because that's when, that's when I'm playing at my best. When I'm like tentative, uh, that's kind of where I make more mistakes. So I'm just trying to keep that mindset throughout each well, game. Well, I'm just going to tell you, you, you look great out there. You really do. You're, you've been a joy to watch uh, for, for a lot of us. But, you know, you do have a really interesting career, a really unique career. Um, and a lot of that has to do with different teams, different roles. I mean, if you look mm -hmm. at just history, going from a starter to coming off the bench to, you know, you've really had to switch gears a lot um, mm -hmm. during during these last, what is it, seven seasons now? Um, yep. What's it been like for you? I mean, you have to have a, a really good head on your shoulders to be able to, you know, shift through all those different roles. Like, like what is coming off the bench versus you, you know, starting? Like, like especially now, I mean, like, it's working well for you now. Is there a difference yeah. in, the, in the area for you? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, when you're younger, I think it's kind of an adjustment you're learning. I think, uh, one of the biggest things, I think, even back with Coach Ariema, I think, what was it, my junior year, it was like going into Final Four, he had me coming off the bench. I think that's where I first kind of really had to adjust into the, into that role. And I think he just told me, like, there's so many things you can do on the basketball court to, to affect the game. And I know there's times, like, maybe I'm not shooting as well. I just try to go out there and still create for other people or – do something defensively um, and, and be active. So I think I just try to have that mindset where no matter what role I'm given, just um, kind of take advantage of the opportunity I'm given and try to make an impact on the game. Um, and I think when I was younger, you probably get more upset about like, oh, I'm not playing as much, I'm not doing this. But I think as you get older, you just kind of, you learn like that's that's the nature of the game. That's the, the, the nature of basketball. And you're going to have different roles on every team. but the really good players are kind of able to to be successful in each role um, that they have and just really embrace each role. Hey, and if you're playing good off the bench, you're going to get a good chunk of minutes, as we've seen. Right. Um, <laughs> and so this question, probably you might be bored of hearing it, but I got to ask, playing with Diana Taurasi, one of the greatest, <laughs> what is it like and, and what have you learned from her that you've been able to kind of add to your repertoire? Um, I, I mean, I think it's really cool. I've seen her probably at a distance before, but now being kind of watching how she carries herself, uh, how she prepares herself for, for practice, for games, um, it's, def it's definitely really adm admirable. I think even times I'm like, I'll feel like tired and I, I just look at Dee and I'm just like, she's been doing this for, what is it, 16 seasons or something like that. She still makes sure she gets extra shots in. She's still doing the work in the weight room. And, and all that stuff so she can be out there on the court. So um, just just admire her, her persistence and how she, she's constantly working. And then the biggest thing for me about Diana, which I've admired since I was a kid, just like her mentality. She has this this killer instinct mentality that I also like to have when I'm out there on the court. And I think being around that 
and seeing her up close uh, is just going to help me as a player just continue to be that on the court. It's like you're reading my mind. It's crazy. I, I, I was going to ask you next. I, I want to know more about the mind of Bria Hartley. You know, how do you approach the game? How do you like to prepare for the game? You know, how do you view yourself as a competitor out on the court? I mean, there's, we could have a whole show about this topic, but you know, I, I want to know more about just kind of how you work from the mental aspect. Yeah. I, I mean, I always feel like I had a pretty, um, pretty good head on my shoulders. I try not to get like too high or too low. Um, and I, I think one of the biggest things that's helped me through my career is just always remaining confident, even through bad games, through good, good years, bad years. Um, just kind of, I have this mentality, like er everything happens for a reason and everything's going to happen when it's supposed to. So sometimes if things aren't necessarily going my way, I just kind of stay consistent with, with my work ethic and, and just keep working and knowing that uh, when the opportunity presents itself, presents itself uh, I'm going to be ready. So um, I think you see when I'm out there on the court, I kind of for sure got a chip on my shoulder. I definitely want to go out there and uh, prove a lot of people wrong. Um, then having my son just kind of set an example for him, uh, mm-hmm. just battling through adversity, all the stuff that he see, sees me go through. I just want to show him um, – just kind of a strong woman with a strong mentality out there on the court. I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing some of that with us. Um, I just, just love getting to know more about the inner workings, but switching gears just a little bit, a big part of you, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about the overseas ball. Ariana wants to get in that here in a minute, but um, you're, you're playing for the French national team and that kind of transpired. Yeah. <laughs> through um I, I know that France, I mean, there's an incredible amount of talent over in France. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, from watching them at the younger years, um, but, sure. you know, you being a vital part of this team and uh, how talented this team is, doesn't necessarily get put on the pedestal as, you know, Australia or USA, but like France is legit. Right. And what has that yeah. been like for you being a part of that, their national team? That's been, it's been really cool. Um, just experiencing that. Um, and then experiencing the, the new culture as well. Um, it was definitely an adjustment at first because, like, my, although my grandmother's French, I didn't really grow up around the culture or speaking French or anything like that. So that that was really an adjustment. But um, just playing with the girls, they got a lot of young, talented girls. Um, they're, they're fun to be around. Uh, I think you see even from when I first started playing with the team how much we've grown, grown. Uh, just kind of in a year and a half. And I'm really excited for, for the future for us. And, I mean, unfortunately, the Olympics got postponed. But uh, I think our group was really good. I think we put a, put up a good game against Australia back in February that really surprised some people. So I think if we keep building, uh, we're going to be really good. And I think I just added a – I think they kind of didn't really have a combo guard um, kind of on their roster. They kind of had more like two-point guards. and. Uh, shooting guards and I think I just kind of added a little versatility to their roster and um, I I think it's helped us for sure. So I gotta ask do you speak French now? Uh, I'm still learning I can understand like when we're there like basketball terms I can understand a lot. Uh, I still think my brain kind of processes stuff like they say it in French I translate it to English and I just want to respond in English. also think I'm probably not that confident in it yet. So there's times where I probably could say stuff in French, but I'm kind of just not confident. I, I don't like talking unless I'm like really confident in what I'm saying. I don't want to say something wrong, but 
I keep practicing. My teammates uh, are always teaching teaching me stuff. So um, the best bet is if I can get to a team in France and really live there for some time, that's going to help me pick up on the language a lot better. It's kind of hard. I was like taking French lessons, but living in Turkey. So it's kind of, I don't really get to practice it that much. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems like a struggle. It's, I hear where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's so much different when you're immersed in that culture 24-7, how quickly you can pick it up. For sure. Because even like, I mean, I've been playing in Turkey for what, like four or five years now. So I can, not fluent, but like there's certain things when the girls are talking, I can pick out bits and pieces of what they're saying. I can like order food in Turkish or tell a taxi driver where I need to go. So it's like once I get to France and I'm able to be around that, I think it'll be a lot easier. Well, that's awesome. And and what I wanted to get to on this was kind of when we talk about overseas, it's often focused on the money aspect, the conditions and the lack of family being there. But I'm always curious, like you're there playing basketball. So when you're there, do you go into the season kind of saying, hey, I'm going to be a star of this team most likely, but I want to focus on this aspect of my game because it is my WNBA offseason or like how do you kind of try and grow your game overseas, I guess? Um, I think for me, I'm just constantly trying to add different things to my game. Um, I think for sure. I think especially when I was like a rookie overseas, I had like a step back going left, but I didn't have a step back going right. So I think I was just really focused on, on working on that. And I think it's just certain things you pick each year to work on. A lot of times for me, I think now it's just decision making because I was always the type of player, like I can get to the basket, I could get to mid range, I could shoot the three. It's just deciphering when to make the right decision at the right time so i think these past few years i really tried to work on that that decision making and making the right play and i think you kind of see see that i've improved on that um these first few games into the season so far so i think it's just you got a lot on your shoulders when you go over there um like me going to gala i'm one of the leaders of the team so i think i just kind of help hold myself accountable as being a leader as just improving my game and doing whatever I can to help my team. Well, flipping it back over to state side or to Bradenton side, um, <laughs> the the Mercury started off 0-2. People were hitting the panic button. You guys answered right. <laughs> amazingly, uh, hit that winning stride. Talk to us about where the team is now at this point in the season, and what do you see as fresh eyes on this team? Um, I think – I mean, you're definitely right. Everyone hits the kind of panic button, like, how's everyone going to mesh? But, you know, it was, it was two games. It's like, it's our first two games playing <laughs> right. together. Some of these other teams have been playing together for a long time. So um, I think we were just kind of, even though we're veteran players, just kind of remembering the plays, everyone just kind of figuring out what their role is. So I think you're just going to see our team continue to, to grow together. They're going to be ups and downs, of course, but the one thing I really like that sticks out about our team is that uh, we really stay together. Even I think you see in certain games, like New York fought back back and got the game within four, but we're able to stay together, kind of withstand their run and just keep building. You see each player on our team kind of stepping into their roles. Um, I mean, I started off really well. You see Skylar has a really good game, BG. And then I think most importantly for us, there were a lot of questions about our bench. And I think you see Sophie's really embraced her role um, kind of on a defensive end and then just uh, making opportunist plays like leaking out in transition. Then you had Shatori who had a 
breakout game, and then Nia's kind of coming into her own. So we, we got a lot of pieces. I think they're they're still coming together, but you see everyone's everyone's growing, and we just want to make sure that we continue that that process throughout the season, and hopefully come playoff time, uh, we're playing our best basketball. And as a veteran now, you know, you talk about playoff time. What is the X factor? No pun intended. Shout out to the X factor. Um, <laughs> what do you guys have to be doing well to be in contention and to truly succeed this season? Um, I think for us, it's definitely um, on a defensive end, especially like defensive transition. I think that might be kind of our Achilles heel right now. And some of that stems from turnovers and teams being able to get out easy in transition or shot selection. But I think uh, the more we play together, the more uh, we'll be able to work on those things. And uh, just defensively, when we're playing really well, um, that's going to help us because, I mean, offensively, we we have so many weapons and we we can really score the basketball. So uh, for those days where maybe our shot isn't falling as well, if we can hang our hat on defense, uh, we're going to be really good. Switching gears now, back to the Wubble Talk. I said I wanted to get back to this. I've got a few questions. I know Aria has a few questions. You know, you're a mom, and you're out here killing it on the court. You're killing it as a mother. You've got your son with you. He's all over social media, just killing it himself. Talk about that. I mean, I I know you touched on it and kind of the struggles with it, um, about Mm -hmm. help, and what what does this look like logistically, just the care and the day-in, day-out routine of it, but... What have been some of the, you know, maybe some more challenges to go along with some of the positives? I mean, obviously having family there is a is a huge benefit. Yeah, for me, it, it was definitely um, a big thing for him to be here. I actually uh, was overseas this year, and this was the first year he didn't go with me. So I really, I was away from him for about eight months. I saw him for like a week during Thanksgiving, and uh, and so from pretty much from October until. March, I was away from him. So coming into the bubble, my struggles was kind of, it's hard to find someone who's going to just like come in here and just like uproot everything for, for three months. So uh, I had issues just kind of finding someone to come help me, but I just felt like it wasn't an option for me to leave him at home with my parents again, especially if I'm going back overseas and he's not coming with me. So that was one of my struggles, but him being here, it's definitely really helpful. I enjoy having my time with him. Dierka Hamby's mom helps me. So it's just kind of day to day. I'll wake up in the morning, get him ready, uh, drop him off over there. And then I'll go to shoot around or practice. And then I'll just pick him up uh, kind of later in the day after practice is done. So it's just kind of, kind of almost like dropping him off at daycare and going to pick him up. <laughs> but um, it, it's definitely a cool experience. It's definitely a struggle at times. Uh, Kinda, if there's one of them nights where he's just not sleeping, or and I still got to get up early in the morning, so it's, sometimes I'm like my sleep schedule is crazy. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of used to it now. It's been a few years. Uh, I just adjust it and do the best I can to, to get through that. Well, talking on the on the wobble, the bubble, whatever you want to call it. I know some people hate the wobble, <laughs> so I had, I had to throw that out for them. But what were your <laughs> expectations going into this, and how do you feel? now that you've been there for a few weeks? Um, I don't really know if I knew what to expect coming into the bubble. Um, I was just trying to keep an open mind. I understand, like, this is this is something no one has ever dealt with 
uh, a lot of people are just doing the best they can to kind of figure out how everything was going to work. So it's like you have this, like there's this format of how things are gonna gonna work, and then you get there, and everything's going completely off <laughs> what you planned. So um, I think it just took a lot of work with the league and communication between the league and the the players and the players association, just trying to figure things out and trying to make the situation the best you can um, for for people's mental health, for people's uh, just not to be so so stressed out about things. So. Uh, I think the league's been been doing a decent decent job of just trying to make sure everyone's good and try to get the season to kind of run somewhat smoothly. I I really respect that what you said about like everyone's just trying to do the best they can. We're all trying to navigate mm-hmm. these waters together, and, and there's going to be some some growing pains. And and I right. I just want to say I respect what you said because I think um, you know it's just it's hard it's hard for everybody across yeah. the board in one way or another. Um, yeah. Um, give each other give each other that that grace and and patience is is difficult but but needed at times um what do you do in your free time like like what do y'all do during your free time well the way these games are going there's not much free time (laughs) but uh i my son loves the water uh i mean it's not really much for them to like really play on so a lot of times uh i take them to the pool He's kind of just jumping in the pool. We were there for like a couple hours earlier this morning. Um, Dierica's mom actually, she drove from Atlanta, so she was able to bring a lot of toys. She brought she brought him a scooter. Oh, man. <laughs> she brought him a little bouncy ball. And I was like, I didn't even know she was going to bring all, st- all this stuff, but it was definitely, definitely appreciated. She got a little swing that she tied up to like a tent somewhere and they're able to, to, to swing on that and then, in my free time, most time probably just in the house on FaceTime with my family. Just now, I was doing Bryson's Bryson's hair, so that's really it. Trying to get get my body some rest, kick my feet up when when we're not playing. Well, shout out to Dierica's mom, the best nanny in the Wubble. Um yeah. <laughs> I gotta I gotta hit you with a few rapid fire questions before we let you go. I know we've held you for a long time with your limited downtime. So just first thing that comes to mind, uh gut reactions. What's your mantra this season? Uh dang, I got one that I probably shouldn't say, but <laughs> <laughs> um I think mine is just kind of proving people wrong. All right. What's the best wobble meal you've had so far? The best wobble meal. Oh, I think it's Taco Tuesday. They you're, had, the, uh, you're the second person tacos. to say that. Really? Yeah. They, Taco <laughs> Tuesday was real good. I remember even D messaged our group chat was just like, lunch is great today. So the, the Taco Tuesday is always the best bet. All right. So make sure you're there early on Tuesdays if you're listening. Right. <laughs> Who's your favorite artist? Music or, or any form of art? Uh, music. I'll probably go with Drake. Okay, hey, I feel that you can get rap and R and B, different styles. So he just kind of has that all around sound. Yes, he needs to shout out some more WNBA players in his song, but we'll we'll get to that when we have him on the pod. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who is your funniest teammate? My funniest teammate, I'll say Shatori, because. <laughs> I think a lot of times people think she's like so quiet and I mean she is for the most part but she just had to me she has the funniest mannerisms I don't even know if she's trying to be funny but 
I'll, I'll just watch her sometimes. I'm just like, Shatori, you're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> definitely saw that. Uh, I'm based in D.C. Definitely saw that a lot the past few years. Yeah. <laughs> um, who, what player is the toughest, in your opinion, to defend? Toughest to defend? Mm-hmm. Like in the league or on my team? In the league. In the league. I don't want you to, you know, put any you, – you can't pick anybody from your team, all right? We'll put it that way. Okay. <laughs> um, toughest to defend. I'll say my goal is like the little like speedy guard. So I'll go with like Erica Wheeler. She's really shifty and then she's super fast. And especially since uh, I think earlier years, she wasn't as good as a shooter. But since she's improved her three-point shot, uh, definitely a lot tougher. I respect that. Hey, all-star MVP. We got to put that on yep. her name. Uh, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and final rapid-fire question, would you be for or against uh, – I don't know what the term is, but fake crowd noise for the current Wubble games. Uh, against. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see the point. <laughs> Look, as as a fan, I'll say this: not not to throw shade at any of the announcers or play by play people, but I would much rather have more microphones that. on the court and hear. Like, I will pay extra <laughs> for the explicit version of whatever the league pass will give me so I can hear the real trash talk going on because you know it's happening. Yeah, for sure. Especially, I feel like it's quiet in there now. So you hear a lot of us, and I feel like you you see us getting a lot more checks because normally I got a tech already. I'm not that loud. I'm like, if there was a crowd in here, she probably wouldn't have heard what I said. <laughs> or like right. the other day when uh, when Sophie got the tech and she was like, I was just talking to Coach. And it was like, yeah. <laughs> Normally, that probably doesn't happen, but um, yep. <laughs> actually, all right, now I have to ask one more question. Do you think the trash talk has been more or less than a normal year in the Wubble? Um, I don't know. I, I think it's been, I think it's been about the same. Okay. Yeah, I think it's been about the same. Like you said, I think it's just, you, you can hear some of it more because uh, there's, there, there's no uh, crowd that kind of uh just shout that out so yeah i think it's about the same all right well that's all we got so i very much appreciate your time and say hello to the team say hello to bryce your pr guy for me uh for sure (laughs) and uh have a great day and, and stay safe thank you thanks for having me thank you bye thank you for tuning in for this episode of the windsider show and as always stay tuned for more amazing podcasts from us And don't forget to support us and get the Wubble Weekly and other additional exclusive Patreon content. That's patreon.com backslash Winsider.